Hi, my name is Shlomo Salsa, founder of Purpose Creates Impact, host of the Teenage Impact Podcast, where you will find the inspiration to get over your struggles as a teenage kid. I was bullied, had anxiety, depression, had friends pass away, and battled confidence issues for a majority of my life. Whether you have the same issues as me, feel lonely, face challenges in your home or in school, I'm going to be interviewing people who overcame these struggles and provide you with tips on how you can overcome yours. By the end of this episode, I want you to rate and comment on what you think of the podcast. This will allow the podcast to be ranked higher and serve more teenagers. Hey, welcome everyone. This is Shlomo Salsen, host of the Teenage Impact Podcast. And today we have a very special guest. He's 20 years old, very enthusiastic, an artist. And he uh, manages design with Phoenix. He's been through a lot of stuff in his life. And for about nine to 10 years, since he was 10 or 11 years old, he's used um, design work as a way to cope with his stress and he became really good at it and he does it with a lot of so many different clients now how are you doing tyler i'm doing really good i've overcome a lot <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah i use after effects photoshop i touch on a little bit of everything like sony vegas premiere cinema 4d like Really talented at what I do. <laughs> he's actually he he's the one that created my podcast cover. I'm very grateful yes. for him. Yes, totally. Yeah, um, that was something that I mean, even me and Shilomo got to just like, here's my idea, and I kind of masked you out and everything, and it was so cool. Right. So we have Tyler who has gone through a lot of stuff: anxiety, depression. He said he's gone through death of a loved one, which I can totally relate with that one. Uh, abusive parents, um, had too much going on, couldn't handle it, addicted to social media, video games. He didn't like learning subjects in school, always got distracted and felt that he was awkward. Now, let's, um, that's a lot of stuff going on. So let's focus on probably your abusive parents. Can you go a little bit more on your abusive household? Uh, yes. Um, for my dad, he was a person who, um, let's say for like a short part for simple, simplicity it, let's say he had something good going, but then things would get to a point where he could control it to fix it if he wanted, such as having a job after not having a job for eight years and then going and losing it and then going and being upset about with whoever he does want to like talk about it to like grandmother or whoever. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it would be kind of like, Hey, like grandmother would just suggest something. Hey, you can fix it. But then he wouldn't know how ask how, and then he wouldn't, he would choose not to fix it. Then after like some reason, some conflict, maybe how he felt, it would just be silliness. It was like heaven and hell. <laughs> yeah, And then you also mentioned how you went to juvenile uh, correct yeah, yeah um, i went to jv um jv was basically an easy experience for me uh -huh. so for me all it was everyone was black because whoever's off the street that ends up and does something that's just young enough to commit something they throw them in there i was honestly the only white kid the police officers 
after like after like five days i got like white man magical powers i didn't have to get i got to have a one-on-one shower with myself i didn't have to do group showering which was nice um i got like benefits basically (laughs) i didn't have to get padded down you know they felt like they could trust me basically i'll just go with that What, (laughs) what got you to the point where you went to juvenile um i had i got to a climatic point with my dad stabbed him the knife shattered you know stuff like that it got very um climactic after the day of um me and my grandmother and my dad while working at a property job site with my grandmother for real estate so um we were you know fixing up a property you know making it available for the next tenants and going from there and end of the day it was just a long hard day cutting the grass you know cleaning out stuff cleaning out a big two uh i think it's like a 2000 square foot home or whatever Mm -hmm. i mean it's like we're renting out the whole house bro and like making a lot of money off of it so you know it's not easy it would take us like literally a whole month to clean the house like people leave it that messy after they've been in it for like a good five months four months i don't know just a long time one time we had somebody that was for just three months and they made it a complete pig thigh and we had to like clean it all so it got really climactic for us and then it was end of the day i got just completely irritated i just wasn't feeling it and you know it just kind of went from there it's hard to describe all of it but you know i don't want to relive it i'm good okay, okay. <laughs> yeah no, it's um, a lot yeah it's all good <laughs> um i don't even know like i could have been like i don't know i'm gonna say this was when like pokemon x and y was coming out so i don't know when it was but i know that game I know, I know that that game released around the time that I went into JV, basically. Gotcha. I know that's crazy and stupid to remember, but yeah. <laughs> I was really into Pokemon as a kid with like the video games and the trading card a little bit, but I was like one of those kids where I was, accept- I was obsessed with things a little bit. So I had a 3DS, I had a Nintendo DSi, um, I even had a PlayStation Vita. Like I did a little bit of all of that basically. So um, definitely um, I dealt with a lot of that. So, I mean, Pokemon was pretty cool. I definitely liked that. That was something to, that was another thing to escape into because Facebook had po- Pokemon groups and I mean, they still now do because of Pokemon Go on Android, but you know. And was, was that, was video games your escape um most likely for your parents and your family pretty much it's like if you could go anywhere into the world when you're in a place where you're basically homebound and you're out in Cheval, Cheval and Lutz Florida basically and it takes like four or three miles to go where and you have nothing to do but be home and do homeschooling all day um you definitely um, I'm going to try to find to escape. Um, I found EDM music, hard style stuff, um, Linkin Park, things like that were pretty good. Um, I like Drake. <laughs> I know it's funny to say you look like Drake sometimes because <laughs> it's ultimately like, that's like the best compliment in the world to describe you. Oh, uh, thank you, brother. <laughs> I know, like, it's not crazy. So that's how I feel I a lot. I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a cool phenomenal stuff. designer. How, how did you teach yourself? Um, it's like watching, 
I don't know what has gotten me to that. Honestly, it's like it's gotten me to where at that point through it's the YouTube. Um, I have an amazing ability of being able to mimic stuff. I have like ADHD and stuff that I'm kind of doing with that's going on in me, basically. Um, I was on Adderall for I was on Adderall for um, like just a month. And basically, I got this baby face going on. Like, uh, basically, it was something that at one point my grandmother tried to fight through my hyperactiveness basically mm-hmm. she was trying to find a way to calm me she was trying to find a way this, uh, to like 10 or 11 me. you said um i have a wild child for a long time with my grandmother so she had always been fighting the battle of trying to um definitely find a way to like cure me basically over how to like get through that with me basically so designing and video games was a way for you to kind of yeah music just a huge amount of all of it like it's crazy like now that the in the past few years that the internet has been amazing i have been playing destiny 2 warframe um i played a lot of those games like that's just a few games just do you ever ever feel like you're playing too much um no, I felt like I just escaped into those, man. I I would play for nine hours straight, dude. Wow. I would I would get crazy. Once I had the computer to like run those games, like for speed, I felt like I was in that world and it was like VR without VR without the goggles to just <laughs> feel like oh, I feel good to just like ultimately like whoa this is like something awesome and breathtaking breathtaking to help me get into something that escapes me from the real life like that was my escape if you can't get out into the real life to go and do something even just to go to a library just to go and like explore without having to say hey mom can we go there can we go do this can we go do that i got to a point where i'm like Frick it, I'm not going to just go bug her. I don't really care. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go pester her, basically. I'm just going to be and do my own thing. I'm not going to tell nobody about it. I'm just going to do my own thing, you know? Like, and I just kind of developed through Photoshop, After Effects, download files, like, you and know, self-taught stuff. Yeah, I've just, I felt like, I totally feel like I've developed my whole, like, I feel like I've, developed and tooled into my knowledge of how things work basically it's super crazy basically for how i've gotten to where i've gotten basically like when i went to full sale the first couple of times like the professors are like you should already be enrolled in this school (laughs) it was that crazy like that's how i got along with them like so well they're like yeah oh like you know so much about all these programs you know you just have free enrollment here basically like we don't care like it would be that cool, basically, to have that. But and and um, Tyler, yeah. uh, do you think um, what you went through as a child was the reason why you went into designing, or do you think you would be just as good as a designer or an artist if you didn't go through your struggles back then? Um, I don't know. It wasn't necessarily for me. It wasn't something that um. I if you had a better purpose. life, you think you would have um, picked up and started doing Photoshop? 
Um, or hours. I really just started out as being curious with Photoshop. It was just cool with grandmother doing the whole tanks and circles and triangle, rectangle stuff. That yeah. was cool. It was just kind of something that she was passionate and cool about. And I was always a little bit competing with her about how I could make it look better. I kind of, um, I did some homeschooling courses with other parents who were teaching courses too even though i still did my own thing i i got the teacher that i know proffered i got him to get me to a point of like he knew right away with me like he kind of looked at me like the trojan child in the classroom to be like i'm not going to give him homework i'm going to give him work <laughs> i'm gonna give him client work that i need to get done like him need to get done and like he was yeah, just gonna he, farm it he, he was, was gonna work and uh he farmed it out to me and i got like you know 60 75 dollars for doing it like he was he was he was gonna get to me if he if i kept on like i've known him now for like i worked with him and did stuff with him for like a good three years and I've known him longer, but I haven't really had communication. I haven't had work with him. I've, as I've been going through my new recent struggles, I haven't really been able to be focused on what I'm doing, more or less. So it's been a little bit more to go and say, hey, I'm going to go do work for him. Because I have a little bit burned him. I have a little bit, like, he's taken risks with me that didn't really go farther to, you know, him to keep on giving me work but um because of my behavior and my environment if let's say jason crawford was going to be able to go and like rip me out of my living and he was able to go and put me in his living um he would probably get me to a point where it's like he did designing too because that's like his percent per profession like he would he designs websites he hosted websites he coded websites he designed websites. Um, he kind of helped me with um, more understanding design language. He helped me with um, some pretty good stuff that, like, he saw that I didn't see and modify. Like, there's a lot of, like, energy between us that was, like, really cool when he okay. knew me more together because he was, like, I, I saw him on a daily basis. And I mean, a funny story, I even got to like, he left his computer unlocked in Photoshop in like the atrium of like a church while the place was being hosted. And I saw a design project. I went and finished it for him on his computer while he wasn't there and he was out talking to parents and stuff. It was like, so cool. That's great. Do you, <laughs> so, still, do you still keep in touch with your parents? Um, yeah, no, <laughs> that is not, I, oh, I, Another thing, too, is, like, grandmother did eventually to, like, pass on, too. So uh -huh. that's where I've been kind of, like, if, like, later on you want to do, like, another one of these to kind of sequel it later to, like, talk about more. That was more my upbringing type of stuff. Yeah. But grandmother did eventually pass, you know, um, dad's abusive. So why would I want him in my life? You know, mother's never been in the picture. You know, I've never known her. Um, the other part of the family is in a trailer park in Orlando. You know, it's not very good. Um, mm -hmm. Other family members are in different states like Georgia or, you know, Maine, basically. So 
it's not even easy for me to have a different alternative to go and do that. And they don't even know how to understand my behavior. They just see me now as like an ugly, you know, uncontrolling behavioral kid, even though um, I have had my healings and I've been better. So um, to ultimately feel, I feel like shark meat. I don't feel like, you know, they care about me enough for me to be with them. Basically, I'm too too much value, and they don't know what to do with me. I feel like I feel like um, child slavery a little bit. They don't they they just see me as an object. They don't see me to like care about me to keep on going on. Like grandmother was like the ultimate shield to like make me feel happy and loving and cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know about how the whole family felt about me. They only knew about when, you know, grandmother would talk to other family members and she would have like long phone calls and, you know, she would be a little bit raunchy and like, this is what Tyler did today. He was awful, horrible and terrible, you know, or this is something cool he did for me today or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like people remember more negative than they do positive. So it's something that also too, like when that's just going through the family and talking about stuff like that. And then she's loving and caring to me also too and protecting me from those types of things that I don't know about. Um, it's definitely a lot to juggle because once she passed on, once I, my last resort was to be in my brother's home that was unstructured, stay up as long as you want, you know, eat whatever you want, do whatever you want. You know, if you want to know, go punch a hole in the wall, that was okay. You know, stupid stuff like that basically. Um, just an unruly home, basically, and me coming from a very structured upbringing for at least a good, um, I don't know, like a good 13, 14 years of my life was very structured. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like a military structured, but there was like that grounding, a foundation to say, you know, this person, you know, say no to drugs, you know, stuff like that, obviously, that you know, is something that anybody that's like a rich kid should, you know, understand not to go out and do like, you know, it's not cool to like, you know, I don't know, like any type of thing that some poor family would be taught to be upbringing with that wasn't right, would, you know, that would be something that would be the opposite for me, it would be like, you know, do something positive for people, help people out, you know, open the door for them, you know, pick up penny for somebody, pick up a penny or change if they drop it, you know, good stuff to do in public that, you know, is like helpful in the world. Do stuff that is thoughtful. Don't like go out there to like, you know, like you get what I mean. Like it's just like that proper foundation. And I'm thankful for it because, you know, if like, if I had a different upbringing, you know, and I was, you know, mean to just everybody and like, it just wouldn't have gone anywhere. Like, you know, it just, it wouldn't have gotten me nowhere in life basically. So being kind to people, being ultimately honest because that's who I am pretty well. That's how that is. It's something that is just who I am. It's pretty crazy. I mean, I've had moments where, you know, I do feel a different way and I have felt my own when I've been on my own now for like the past two years, at least for my own. I've felt those struggles. I've felt those moments where, you know, hey, you know, if I got to ride the Tampa bus system 
and I have a USF ID card that isn't me and I can use that to ride the bus for free, frick it, I'm going to do that, you know, get a little bit, you know, have some fun with the rules, have a little bit of let looseness, but, you know, I still understand the consequences. I still understand stuff. I mean, not the type of person to like, you know, go to a store and steal stuff. Like that is not me. Like, you know, if I was to be in a struggle point, I would try to find a way to make a Facebook post. I would find a way to call people. I would find a way to reach out to people. I would find a way to talk to somebody about my struggle instead of going and going and doing something reckless or something. Like that's gotcha. how I feel. Like I would find a better route to go about it. You know, if I was able to, and I found a decent place like a Starbucks, I found if I was at a point where I could get help and say, Hey, this is what I'm going through. Can you let me know if you can help me or something? Like I would do stuff like that. Basically I would go about it that way instead of going somewhere and stealing some cheap piece of gum to then, Oh, get thrown in jail just over a cheap piece of, you know, small item. Like I know better not to do that type of stuff. Basically. Tyler, um, that's how that is. We didn't really talk about your friends much. Um, for the friends, for the friends part, that is something that I had a lot of online friends for uh, Facebook. Gaming, I'm sure. Yeah, gaming. Um, I've gone through a lot of that. That's really cool. And I've met people from Australia. I've met people from United Kingdom. I've done some pretty cool stuff. I've only just recently in the past good past year or two really gotten to know real adult friends basically if you know what i mean like why do you say you're um awkward because like that was like kind of like when i was like i'm very i have a wild creative mind i can come up with some wild metaphors (laughs) (laughs) like person who i'm with that's a mentor and whatever she is very avid about learning seo and yeah. so I said she was like a hyperactive rabbit that wanted to know how the rabbit come up out of the hat because yeah. it's like even though she understands the result of pulling a rabbit up out of a top hat, she's like, you know, is there like a hidden tube? Is there a hidden compartment? She wants to know the breakdown of it. And so I, you know, I came up with a wild metaphor like that. I That was something I only just recently said like a day or two ago that I could give you that's really funny. Like about your metaphors. <laughs> yeah. Like metaphors are like painting a picture. It's yeah. like going and painting a Picasso in five seconds and having it be the cause and effect of something that is cool basically, you know? It's I, like I, going I wish, I wish I was good at metaphors so I can It's like it's <laughs> like going and saying that you're gonna go and like let's say you're gonna go and drive from Florida to Texas or something. And that you say you're going to go kill the dinosaurs while going there. It's because you're using the gas and the fossil fuels to get there, basically. And you're affecting the environment while doing it instead of just taking a jet to go fly there, basically. And flying on the backs of birds, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's something on the fly. <laughs> you say you've been on your own for two years. Um, Pretty well. How have you, how have you overcome, overcame your struggles or still overcoming your struggles? Um... <laughs> oh my god that's a that's like a wild sequel basically yeah. basically if you got time for it i'll go for it <laughs> you want to do that or i mean it's it's a good pack two years basically it's been a lot of fun <laughs> just sum, if you could sum it up in just a few minutes 
okay, so I went to my brother's house to my church people helping me uh-huh. finding a shelter, finding a shelter, a home, a homeless shelter. Yeah, spent uh, being at a homeless shelter called Daco. How they, how old were you? Um, I was nineteen, eighteen, or whatever when I got into it. I so forgot. You were- away from your brother and your father yes i i already i already left my father from going to my my brother my um, brother's house basically um i'm the oldest they're just two younger brothers that are adopted that are away from the family that i was using as a um a backbone to not be homeless basically to get away from my dad basically and then you had to get away from your brothers yeah, because even that got toxic, basically. Because when you don't have structure, mm-hmm. it is really bad. When you don't have structure, you don't say, this is what's going to be said. There's no communication. There's no, you know, here's the chores. Here's the structure. No cleanliness. No, you know, put the dishes away. Yeah. Like, no cleanliness that's what i'm trying to say there's no hey tyler go clean dishes hey philip go you know feed the cats you know stuff like that everyone does everything on their own terms yeah basically it's go with it you know if somebody wants to like not wake up for two days who cares (laughs) you know 17 you went to the homeless shelter yeah i was only in the homeless shelter for six months Okay. I, was only, I was only supposed to be there for four months, so I got extension. How and how's so, that, how's that like? Um, it was pretty rough in the first month, but then it's like with anybody, it's like moving to a new state. You kind of yeah. look at the you got to get open to the creature comforts. Are you gonna mm-hmm. eat the daily food? Are you gonna have your food stamps to go to the Dollar General to go get your food and bring it back and cook it there? Like, how are you gonna? you know, structure yourself to get your drinks. How, what's, what's the closest gas station? You know, where can I go get Arizona tea? You know, stuff like that. Trying to structure that. I went through, I eventually got a job towards the tail end of it. I did that for a good four months and then got fired. But while I was still working, I got into my apartment. I got section eight. I got help to get into that, which was cool. And I lived in my apartment for three to four months. I couldn't even hold my apartment down. Um, I got fired from my job uh, within the first two weeks of me being in my apartment. Wait, where my, you? Huh? Where? I was, yeah. No, where? Uh, where? I was in Temple Terrace. I was like five miles away from the, from the uh, I was like five miles away from the shelter. I was at mm-hmm. the Hillsborough River and North 50th Street and gotcha. uh, River Hills or whatever, if you know what that is. So, so you got um, fired, then what happened after? Well, what happened was I kept on spending my paychecks and I burned my paychecks on stupid technology stuff for my computer. And I was trying to buy furniture and I was still trying to work my job and I was trying to eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't cool. And I was living off my paychecks of me doing contracting work at 30 hours um, a week and I was, wasn't making my hours while still having my job about to be fired while also having job probation. It was something I did on myself. Ultimately I, I put, I barely, basically I had to pay the rent. I couldn't even make the rent and section eight 
basically held me over and church people paid $300 and did uh, Section 8 did 50%. I was able to stay in. I should have just been evicted first month, but I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, it was really rough. I mean, sleeping on the ground. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. And the lady, the lady mm-hmm. from the shelter was very hell-bent on saying, oh, you need to have a bed. You need to have a bed. You can't have an air mattress. You can't have an air mattress. You can't have an air mattress. <laughs> when, you know, the church people are going to provide me an air mattress, and I was getting a proper mattress, getting it delivered the next day. And gotcha. I was moving into my apartment 30 minutes before the leasing office was closing. It was crazy. And I discharged from the shelter, and they already took out all my stuff. And it's like, where am I going to go with the last 30 minutes? <laughs> it was crazy. Um, I ultimately started using my list of friends. Uh, my list of friends that I got through the shelter that got out to get their own apartments. I had about seven decent people that were kind enough to be like, you're struggling, Tyler. I'll put you up for like a month or two so you're not on the street type of deal. Like, mm-hmm. um, after I was out of my apartment, I used my, I first used my manager um, from my previous job that was cool enough with me and, and everything with me. Because before when I was working, I was going from Tampa to town and country which is like a good 10 something. It's a long time. It's like basically an, it's almost a whole hour or an hour and 30 minutes on the bus um, to get there basically each time. Cause it's a whole strip of West Hillsboro basically, if you know what I mean. And are you, so you're doing all this kind of things. You're um, yeah. going from homeless sh- shelter to an yeah. apartment to an apartment with s- some other people the apartment I got for myself, basically. Yeah. And what about, what about your mindset? Like all this is happening within the span of a year and a half, but you went through a lot of stuff in the past 10, 15 years. How are you overcoming that in your mind? Um, it's really almost like living day by day. Um, food stamps is something that would help me to get through that because, um, I would just eat chips and bag of chips a bag of chips or you know i'd watch youtube i would still be doing what i'm doing now with my art um i haven't really been on my real desktop now for the past i haven't been on my desktop now since i was evicted now for like almost a year maybe it's felt like now so i've been doing everything on my laptop more recently um i mean i could be doing so much more than what i'm able to do now but I'm coping with what I got from my graphics and I want to do more than what I have now, but I'm working with, and I'm happy with what I have now to, you know, work with it to, you know, if I can do signatures, I can do simpleness. I can use that simpleness, like trying to do that, but then it's still trying to leverage. If I can do video editing, I can do this, I can do that. Then I can to then, do whatever I need to do to get out and achieve what I need to eventually. Like, hell, I mean, I want to be paid $500, a $1,000 for how talented I am. But if I keep on having clients that are like 50, 
to, you know, under a hundred dollars, you know, how can I still keep myself from being out of the pit? Like, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's something to fight. Definitely. Though also to not having a high school diploma is, Oh, it's something that really socks you in the teeth. <laughs> so you're, not, over, you're overcoming, basically overcoming your struggle yeah. by having a passion yeah, in design and artwork yeah. and striving towards some of your goals. And you don't have everything figured out, but you're taking yeah. it one day at a time. I'm ultimately having to do a day at a time. I'm going to really just be like, I feel good. I'm happy. I'm I love my mentor. She's really cool. Yes, there may be some rough days or maybe she's good for like a good two weeks. I'm happy. That's, I feel like I've reached Narvanava or Narvinava or whatever it's called or whatever that name is or whatever. Um, just me having that type of loving feeling, me being able to eat every day, me having a roof in my head, I'm happy. I'm not going to, you know, start thinking about, oh, am I going to, you know, still be living today or tomorrow i'm not thinking about stuff like that i'm being pretty positive so and, uh, so yeah. you went from you went from having a home abusive parents um yeah um, hating to go to school really coping with your stress with video games and yeah. um design work and then um going to your brother's house living there then living in a homeless shelter going to an yeah. apartment um, getting evicted and finding some of your friends and finding a mentor. Yeah. Um, do you have any tips? What are some tips you have for people who are going through something similar or have gone through something similar as you? Um, like I am basically one of those types of things where it's really hard to do that because if I was to give advice for somebody else that's gone through what I've gone through, um, it's not something that's easy to go through. I understand that there are definitely things that I've met other people that have gone through what I've gone through. And they're always talking about, you know, they're either they're either on cigarettes, they're either not in bad environments. And I'll say, hey, you know, don't focus on that. You know, you don't need that you, you know, you can do so much more than just being involved in that focus on the good. Don't think about what you don't have. Focus on what you have so that you can be like, it's being positive. Like whatever you feel, whatever you're thinking, it's focusing on that and not, you know, it's like gazing up at the sun. If you're going to just focus on, oh, the sun is bright. Then if you just say the feel, the sun feels good. And I like how it feels, then you would, be like you wouldn't that person wouldn't be living in the situation they'd be living in to be where they are because they'd be focused on that positive angle of it if you know what i mean Mm -hmm. that's how i would angle it basically and right now i'm happy and i'm thankful for i'm at because of how that is awesome it's cool that's how i feel so focus focus on the positive not the negatives um any other tips um it's a lot of the times it can be mental like You can be like, if you're just going to say you're tired, you're tired, you're tired, you will become tired. (laughs) You know, it's like if you're going to accept something that's so simple of some words to be like, if I'm just going to allow 
me just saying I'm tired, becoming tired, laying in your bed, you're going to eventually just fall asleep. Like, you talked about how you overcame it and you talked about tips for other teenagers who can seriously um, overcome their struggles as well, like yeah. finding a passion project, being proactive, doing the little things, looking on the bright side. Uh, where can people find you and some of your work? Two places is ultimately my website because when you go to this landing page, um, even if www.designwithphoenix.com, uh, okay, and my YouTube channel, which like I was saying, like with the landing page, it brings it all up for you. So it's it's like right there at the splash page normally for the desktop users or even the smartphone users indefinitely, mm -hmm. so that people are able to like find me like i got like i got my email i got facebook page twitter page i built that all into my website so people could find it you know i just did that just mention my website i'm good awesome <laughs> i just and, made it easier um, to streamlined. <laughs> and uh yeah thank you thank you very much for this it, yeah <laughs> for those who don't know tyler is phenomenal with his work he's very yeah. detailed oriented yeah. you can't find many 20 year olds with that much experience, especially nine yeah. to 10 years of. You gotta start um, early. It's something you have to develop. It's something where you have to find that ultimate passion in it. Mm -hmm. ADHD, some people say it hurts people. Sometimes they say it's hyperactive, they don't communicate well. I found a way to like use it to my ability. Sugar, sweet tea, finding. Mm -hmm. I do have my hyper moments with behavior. But ultimately, I've used it for the good. I've used it for absorbing stuff. Like the more hyped up I am, the more I can memorize, the more I can sing songs faster and quicker with like heavy rap songs. Um, ultimately, awesome. it's something that like something like Trigger Finger, like from Little Wayne or something. Mm -hmm. It's something that like rhyming a lot or whatever. You get me on a Monster Energy drink, a G Fuel, Sweet Tea, all of that in the day. I'll be singing that song like a hyper person. Basically. Mm -hmm. you'd be really impressed <laughs> again I it's for it it'd be so cool <laughs> okay thank you Tyler yeah. thank yes, you you're much. welcome